Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. Happy Thanksgiving week. I'm so glad to be with you. Hey, what's that in the background? That is our Christmas music because you know what's coming right after this week is our Christmas party. I love it. It's my favorite time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? So thanks to Dave Barnes for letting us use some of his music from his Christmas album. It's one of my very favorites. I hope you will grab a copy. Today on the show is a highly requested repeat friend of ours because no one talks food better than Danielle Walker from Against All Grain. So I have Danielle with us today. We're talking about Thanksgiving. We're talking about our tour. We're going on together pretty much. You know how it is. She's one of my very best friends. We just jump from here to there to everywhere. But we're definitely talking about Thanksgiving and what you should be eating and what you should be cooking. So here is a fun conversation for a special Thanksgiving week with our friend Danielle Walker. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Welcome back to That Sounds Fun. Oh, thank you. How long has it been? Has it been like a year? Yeah, I think it's been a year because you were on... Yeah, I bet it's been over a year, hasn't it? I think so. Um, do you have a lot of repeat guests or am I one of the few? It's a very it's a very short list. There's not a lot of people uh, because it, it just is always... Um, I always have other people that I'm like, well, yeah, of course you can come. And usually now we're getting, now that we're five years into the show, we're getting to where like people are doing other projects that they're like, Hey, can I come back? And I'm like, of course, everybody sure. loves your episode. And so sure. your, yours is one. Well, I have ulterior motives here, ulterior, motives. <laughs> but you're, you're a person that people are forever asking when you're wow. coming back. So, well, and here you are. Thanks for having me. I'm so here glad. I am. Where are you at home? I'm at home. I am at home. Yep. So Thanksgiving is, this is Thanksgiving week. Yes. You are the episode. There's not going to be a Thursday episode because we want everybody to just be with their people. Yeah, that's fair. So this is, this episode, no pressure, Danielle, but you got to get us through a whole week, sister. Uh, Okay. Let's do this. I mean, let's (laughs) let's, let's pack it in. We got all sorts of stuff we can talk about. Are you kidding? That's right. Uh, no kidding. So let's talk for a minute about cooking for Thanksgiving because okay. you know you know how my story goes. I'm the I only do. one in my family that's quite as vegan as I do. Right. And I really did not hit a home run with the cream <laughs> spinach last time because I didn't cream it well enough. <laughs> okay. However, now you have a new little friend in your kitchen that can help you make it I more do. creamy. I know. I have a new um, blender. What are they called? Vitamix. Yes, you do. I have a fancy Vitamix. We're going to talk about that and how I got that in just a minute. You're going to make it better this year and and win them over. Are there any recipes? I mean, Celebrations came out and that cookbook of yours is literally holidays. It's all holidays. So what are you making this year for um, Thanksgiving? Well, my mom's hosting, thankfully. uh, And so we're going over there, but I usually end up still doing the bulk of the meal. (laughs) Well, Um, when when you're a New York Times bestselling cookbook writer in your family. It's hard for anyone else to want to. (laughs) No, I mean, everybody's contributing, but I'm not hosting, but I am doing the turkey and I'll do the stuffing and I will do a pie um, and probably some sort of a side dish. And then I go home, make cranberry sauce, um, all of which would be grain free and dairy free. But yeah, my family is got, they've gotten, well, they're, I'm, I'm grateful because they all make stuff from my celebrations book so I can eat it all. Oh, yeah. uh, but it started where I would bring the majority of it so that I knew that I could actually safely eat for sure. Uh, which, you know, thankfully now it's, it's the, the bulk of it is kind of spread out right. over everybody, which I'm grateful for. And is there one that you've been like, that you love cooking at Thanksgiving? Like one dish. Yeah. Is there something you're like, I always save it and I'm always so happy to get to do it. 
Well, like actually the process of making it, no. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm, I get a little burnout on the cooking side. Um, sure. The testing of recipes I love and that like gives me life, but the, like just the day-to-day cooking and stuff, I kind of get a little bit burnout. Yeah. Um, so the actually like process of making it, not as much, although I do try to make it fun. I'm, I list, I mean, well, I, I'm already listening to Christmas music. I turned yeah, it yeah. off Girl, me for too. this episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, I try to make it fun. I either have a Christmas movie going on in the background or music and try to bring the kids in. Um, I would say probably just the pies. Like I love. And that the, just is like, it's, it's just a little work intensive. It's definitely work intensive, but I think it's, there's like something so nostalgic about it, you know, even though it's uh-huh. a little different recipes than I made back in the day, but like right. the making of the crust and mixing up the fillings and that smell that uh-huh. comes out of your kitchen when they're baking. Yeah. That's probably my favorite. I, I do really enjoy that too. The problem yeah. with, and we've talked about this before, but you know, for me, the problem with the healthiest recipes is sometimes it feels like they take a hundred years to do. I know. I know. And so they, what, and how do we fix that? <laughs> sometimes they do take a hundred years to do. Uh, well, I mean, so there's a few different things here. I do a ton in advance. I mean, I, I'm the type of person that feels like if I do like one thing a day for five days in advance and at least it makes it feel like it's not so much. Uh, so that's kind of my, my favorite thing to do as I just start making things slowly as we get closer. Yeah. So like the Monday before Thanksgiving, when everybody's listening to this, they could be doing some, that's far, that's close enough that there's plenty they can be doing. Tons of stuff that you could do. So I actually have a timeline. I'll have to give you the link. I have a timeline on my blog that people can download that goes, it coincides with the book recipes. You could totally oh, use. Oh, you're brilliant. You could use any recipes, but it's essentially breaking it down from like, well, it goes back like a whole month before in terms of like, hey, make sure you order your turkey um, uh-huh. to, you know, five days in advance of like, hey, get your turkey out of the freezer so it can start defrosting slowly yeah. in the refrigerator yeah. to, you know, like three days in advance of, bri- I brine my turkey because I think it makes it just 10 yeah. times better. Uh, so it walks you through all of that. So you can kind of just check it off as you go and make sure that you're not, you know, waiting till the night before. So that's, that's right. super helpful. Cause that really does seem like one of the biggest challenges is yeah. there's just so many moving pieces and yeah. you can't do it in a day. Exactly. It's impossible. Like when else do we make 17 different dishes for Serious. one meal? Right. You know, I right. mean, you have to, you have to, um, either ask for help if you're hosting or offer to help if you're going to someone's house. That's just like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, right. um, and I just think it makes it more fun anyways, because then you get to taste other people's stuff and like, there's little different flares of everything, but yeah, there's also, you know, I mean, in terms of the healthy side of things and the fact that it does take longer, I feel like now compared to even like when we first met, you know, whatever, four years ago, there's so yeah. many more options Like you can buy a pre-made gluten-free crust these days or, you know, like there's definitely some little kind of tricks and little shortcuts. I know. I feel like people who were gluten-free and dairy-free in 1984 deserve like a huge award. Oh, seriously. Yeah. It had to be so much more difficult to eat away from certain things yes. back then. Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think it's a lot easier now. I mean, you could get really, really great, you know, almond milk and cashew milk in the store that you don't have to make homemade. And I, yeah, I think I think there's a lot out there that can help make it a lot faster these days, which is nice. Yeah, I think so too. Um, what do you hate making? Is there something you're like, absolutely not, I'm not cooking that. <laughs> like, that's not mine. You, I love eating it, but it is not coming out of my kitchen. Oh, that I actually like to eat that I hate making? Yeah. Is there anything? Uh, no, no. I'm like, okay. I don't think that's there's anything. Good, though. I, yeah. 
No, I don't think there's anything that I like despise doing. If I'm going to enjoy it and eat it, I don't mind doing it. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay. Good answer. Because there are certain things that I love eating that I don't want to take time to make. Now tell me, like like what? I mean, like most things because I don't (laughs) love to cook. (laughs) So like more than more than 50% of what I like to eat, I don't want to take time to make in the kitchen. Like even like sheet pan meals. I'm like, "Ah, it feels like a lot. Fair enough. (laughs) It's not. I'm like, I get it. And when there's places that you can go out, I mean, I see you've been frequenting uh, True Food Kitchen. Danielle, me and our mutual friend Hillary went just this week. Oh, don't tell me these so things. Oh, good. I know. No, sorry, sorry. Sad. It was so good. <laughs> like I feel left out. Do you like true food? Um, we have one five minutes from us, so we're almost like over it because it's been here for so long. Oh, but yeah, but yeah, it yeah. still is so it's just such a nice thing to be able to go somewhere and know that everything that you order is safe and you don't have to make a ton of substitutions. You know, it's like oh But see, yeah. also I feel like so many people who are with like eating there as well mm-hmm. aren't eating different. Like they're just, it's just delicious. Sure. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just like, it's good food and you know that you don't have to make a whole bunch of substitutions if you have special diets, but if you don't have a special diet, you can still go and enjoy it. Yeah. I love it because he built his food triangle different, right? And that the story. Yeah. And it's just a vegetable based food triangle and the whole restaurant. Oh, food triangle. It is a triangle. Food pyramid. pyramid. <laughs> and the whole the whole food pyramid is based off of a vegetable-based food pyramid. Yeah. I mean, here still does, there's still like meat protein and stuff there. But yes, I think it's just, yeah, kind of flipped it upside down a little bit. I like that. Yes. I thought that was great. Preaching to the choir. Right. Serious. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's talk a minute more about c- celebrations because it is one of my very, I just actually sent your cookbook to a friend who's taken some time off and I was like, just make this food. Like he's doing like a season of rest. Yeah. And I was like, here's what, when you're resting, you don't eat terrible. You eat awesome. Yeah. Like eat true. super healthy and get your body clean. And, but celebrations is so fun because you hit all the holidays. It's holidays and just other like special occasions. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, just, uh, those are the times where, and I'm sure you can attest to this, but when you do have some sort of a dietary intolerance or preference or whatever it is, it those are the times that make you feel like you're missing something or you're left out or, you know, and right. so that was kind of the whole book is just trying to create alternatives for those things that you can still feel like you can go and enjoy all of those different special occasions and holidays and and not feel like you're lacking. So, I mean, obviously Thanksgiving is one of the big ones. Yeah, because it feels like they're at potlucks or at holiday meals that the people who eat in a specific way Mm -hmm. either have to eat like steamed vegetables (laughs) or not eat or they have to provide the whole meal. What's it like? What's the solution if I'm going to, like we have a Friendsgiving. Yeah. What's the right solution of how I should handle it? If it was me and I was going to somebody's house uh, and I knew that nobody else had any, you know, special diet yeah. type stuff, I would definitely offer to bring a few of my favorite things that, you yeah. know, and I would make enough for everybody. I'm not like going right, to bring my sure. own little portion because I used to do that when I first started and I felt like, I just remember that feeling. I remember sitting there feeling like, oh, like everybody right. else is enjoying all this stuff and I've got this little plate that and I I've brought got for a myself. Plate. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that was part of what got me started with that. I was like, I'm going to make recipes that work for me, but that also taste really good and that everybody yeah. that I bring will just enjoy it. And that, you know, like, yeah. so 
I would, yeah, I would just bring a few things that I know I'd be missing. Like if I, if I was going to Thanksgiving dinner, I'd be like, if I can't have stuffing on my plate, I'm going to be bummed out. Or like, if I can't have gravy, like I'm, this is not going to feel like Thanksgiving. And those are the things that I would say I'm going to bring. The turkey is generally safe. Uh, I will say like a butterball turkey is usually injected with some junk. So I would try to stay away from that. But uh, for the most part, like people aren't rubbing a bunch of flour all over their turkey or like, do you know what I mean? Or like, Maybe coating it in butter. So if you do have a serious dairy intolerance or allergy like you do, you know, maybe kind of just saying, hey, would you mind using like olive oil on the turkey this time around? Most people I feel like are, especially if they're your friends and they're your real friends, then they're usually wanting and willing to try to help and make it enjoyable for you, you know? So, but yeah, I would, I would offer to bring some stuff so that you're not just stuck eating like a salad on Thanksgiving. Cause that's, yeah. (laughs) And I don't, I haven't defined this for people, but I, just so people can know I'm allergic to dairy. So I have like an EpiPen. So if it gets weird, it gets real weird. Right. And then I just don't eat a ton of gluten. It just doesn't make me feel great. And so I'm kind of 80, 20 on gluten, but I'm all the way, nothing on dairy. Yeah. Um, and I'm not eating a ton of meat right now. I'm eating a ton of vegetables. So that's just right. You know, I mean, Thanksgiving for you will look a little different this year, but yeah, I, I think the, so. The turkey's not my favorite part of Thanksgiving, anyways. To yeah, be nor honest. I, nor so I. I like all the sides. I do yeah. too. I do too. I'm like turkey's turkey, and most of the time, let's be honest, people dry it out, and so it's like, yeah. it's really the sides that are the key here. Yeah. And the other thing I've started doing, and you can correct me if this is a bad decision, but the other thing I've started doing is when I'm going some, what the sentence I say in my head is, "There's nothing at this meal." that you can't eat another day. Sure. So if you get there and they have something that you love, but they but it's covered in cheese, or sure. it, then I just say, I, I, this is why I say, I bet Danielle has a recipe for that and I will just make it <laughs> and that will be fine. Like I will be fine, you know? Yep, that's definitely my mentality and that's why I started doing this. But yeah, for me, it used to be when I first switched my diet, I mean, obviously people can go back and listen to my old episode, but you know, in a nutshell, I had an autoimmune yeah. disease. I had to go grain and dairy free, kind of paleo style. And for a while there, for the first couple of years that I didn't realize how serious it was and how every little time that I would say, oh, just this or, oh, just this, that it uh-huh. really builds up and then I'd end up seriously sick. So yeah, at the beginning I was like, oh, but it's Thanksgiving. So I should be able to eat this today, you know? And I, I kind of like, like what you said, like I can eat this later. I can remake it. It's not going to kill me if I just don't eat it today. Um, mm-hmm. It might kill me if mm-hmm. I do eat it today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. And then you have another cookbook coming out right out right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, December 4th. Eat what you love. Oh, I am so excited. Kind of explain one of my very favorite things about being one of you being one of my dearest friends is I get to listen to you process what kind of cookbook the world needs next. Yeah, which I think we did on your podcast last time. Yeah, exactly. And so tell me how this ended up being the right next one. I mean, I think I really think our conversation last time was about I think I was testing recipes and starting to figure out the concept yeah. of it when I was talking to yeah. you last. Uh, and you've taste tested some of the recipes from oh, this book man. as well. The sausage, uh, gravy, and biscuits was unbelievable. I'm glad because I it's in there. Believe it was. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm like, it passed the Annie test. It's going in. Yes. Yeah. I was like, dairy free biscuits and gluten free. I mean, the whole thing blew my mind. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, my books always come out of of just listening to my audience 
and what they what they're asking for. Um, and then also just like about what I find that I'm missing because I feel like if I'm yeah. feeling deprived in an area, then I'm sure other people are as well. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. But yeah, I mean, usually after I put a book out, I mean, you know how it is. It's like you put a book out and people are asking for something else, including your publisher, like day after. Uh, and so I just kept getting all these requests for kind of like comfort food and family favorites and one pod and like, you know, just, just those things that I think we grew up kind of making that I feel like are kind of nostalgic for me. Um, and I think that's just, again, it's like, those are the times that people feel like they're really lacking when they, when they can't eat certain things, you know, I mean, like a, a standard weeknight dinner, you're, you're fine just eating like a simple protein and a steamed veggie type of a thing. But when it's cold or you've got company over, or, you know, you're like hosting, you know, grandparents or your parents or something like that. It's like, those are the times where you want to kind of bust out those old school nostalgic recipes that kind of evoke a bunch of emotions. <laughs> and those are the times that I think people feel like, ah, oh, this sucks. Like I can't have that. And um, so that was really the impetus of this book was just like all of those recipes that feel a little bit indulgent, a little bit kind of crave worthy, a little bit like they came out of your grandma's index recipe box are recreated essentially. Do you have a favorite one that was like kind of the impetus for this and then kicked it all off? You know, <laughs> I think on the last one we were talking about making uh, some of those casseroles and you and Angie yeah. were mocking me for putting plantain chips as the topping to a few of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On the um, uh, poppy seed chicken. Yeah. Those actually, those like casseroles, my mom made those all the time growing up. So I, I kind of love those. Uh, a couple of those recipes I love. There's um, a grain-free uh, everything bagel recipe that I can't keep in the house because I'll eat them all the time. So that's a fun, but that's like a, a fun one to have. Um, I think some of those like Southern kind of comfort food renditions, like you tasted like the biscuits and gravy and there's right. a shrimp and grits. Yeah. And um, some of those things. Yeah. I'm like definitely excited for people to get to make some of those things. Um, it's that thing that everyone's going to find what they love. Totally. I mean, it's eat what you love and it's, everyone's going to be thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like everybody has different recipes that kind of are like that recipe that just takes them straight back to like childhood or cooking with their grandma or with their mom or whatever it is. And I think they will be able to find that recipe in this book. It just might be different for everybody. Like there's a seven layer bean dip, but without any beans or dairy, which, you know, some people like that was their Sunday football food. Some people are like, that's disgusting. I don't want to mix all of my food together. So, you know, I'm like, everybody will have, everybody will have something in here that they will like. There's 130 recipes. So it's, it's got to be able to please everybody. <laughs> and I just think it's going to be a fun one. What I love about it, I've looked through it with you. And what I love about it is it's fun to go, oh my gosh, I never thought I could make this like a seven layer dip. Like in my life, a seven layer dip is such a memory because one of the layers is cheese and one of the layers is sour cream. Right. Right. And so that isn't a thing I ever get to eat again. No. Until Danielle Walker decides to put it in, eat what you love. And you love your sports. So there you go. And I love my sports. And you girl, could, you, you know. could combine that with, I have a game day, Super Bowl type of a uh, section in celebration. So you really yes. got it all, all the bases covered. You can make I'm my dairy free queso. I know. I've got it because you say I can do it in my Instapot. Yes, I you bought can. an Instapot because you told me to when it was on sale on Amazon and I have not used it yet. Well, because I called you after listening to your episode with Candace Bure. Yeah. Or is I saying that right? I never say it correctly. Yeah, yeah. And you guys were both saying we don't need an instant pot. And I was like, Annie, down. F, Annie, F, down. 
<laughs> you, you need an instant yes, pot. You do. Yeah. And I literally bought one that week. I'm like, don't bash it till you try it. I bashed it, I That's think, right. before I tried it too. So in all fairness. No, 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 you told me too. Yeah. So yeah, the, the seven layer bean dip in the book does not have that uh, queso dip in there because it just felt like it was just one more thing that people had to make. But I think it would take it to like full on next level if you did that. So maybe when I visit next time, we can make it together. Yeah, yeah. You're here. When when everyone hears this podcast, you're now. I am. And then I'll be back out again like the next month. I mean, we practically live there part-time. I know. And then let's keep talking about you coming to Nashville because then in January, your book tour in Atlanta. Yes. I'll, I get to be the like special. Yes, you guest. do. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? I'm not coming to Nashville for my book tour. No, 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 no. Um, no. I'm coming to Atlanta. You're coming I'm to coming Coast. to Atlanta and you're going to be my guest. It's going to be so much fun. Are there any tickets left? I feel bad if we're talking about something that's sold out. It's not yet. By the time this, this airs, it could be, but no, it's not sold out yet. Okay. We'll put a link in hopes that there are still some seats left. I bet you there will be by this time. It's I only next week. I cannot wait. Um, and maybe I just won't talk about it until this comes out so that the people listening <laughs> have a chance. So that my people have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very kind um, It's going to be so fun. We actually just today, we're talking about what we're going to be making on stage and it's so, so yeah, so you're coming, I'm like, you don't even probably know what you're doing yet, but, uh, you're going to be coming up with me on stage and we're cooking together. We'll be doing a recipe or maybe two. Oh, I cannot wait. From the new book. And then we're going to just sit down and eat what we made and have a chat about life and the new book and whatever you're up to. And, um, then we'll do a little Q and A with the audience and there's swag bags oh, and there'll brilliant. be fun music and there's going to be like tasters and drinks. And I mean, how many gonna, cities are you doing this in? Uh, 12. That is amazing. It's like a traveling party tour. Yeah, which is kind of my dream. I know. This is my, I mean, this is the first year I've ever done this. I usually just go to like a bookstore and I do a 15 minute talk and then there's, you know, we find right. books. And I was like, you know what? I've done that a bunch of times. And I know as me and as I think of my audience, I'm like, I want to have an experience. If I'm going to get a babysitter and I'm going to go out for a night, I don't want to go sit under fluorescent yeah. lights in a bookstore. I want to go and have a party and have an experience and get to, you know, have fun and maybe meet some new people and see cooking done. And so, yeah, I'm like, I, yeah. I'm excited. I, I hope it sets the standard for future book tours to come and that I can do this always because you know how it is like traveling and going on tour is exhausting. It's so fun and so life-giving, but it's also exhausting. And this way I was like, you know, what? if I'm going to be traveling anyways, I would rather just like go out with a bang in each city and have so much fun and give yeah. people like an awesome night to remember and then go home and, and sleep for three months. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think it's going to be so fun. I mean, I like, I can't wait. Yeah. So I have different guests in each city and, and your hometown is, is yours and I can't wait. And how can we, um, what's the, is it just your website against all grain? You can go to againstallgrain.com and click on events. And you can also go to eatwhatyoulovebook.com for everything as well. And I think, especially when people are thinking about Christmas gifts and thinking about that this weekend is Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. that they can pre-order Eat What You Love, even though there's another week. Yes, you can pre-order. And uh, I know for a fact that Amazon always does like a $5 off thing. Yeah. Um, and I know Barnes and Noble usually does something. So yes, you can pre-order the book and get a huge discount and then it'll be delivered to your door on December 4th, which is right, kind of awesome. Which is brilliant. So. Man, I'll tell you what. I love um, shopping small on that Saturday and going into some Same. of my local favorite places. But I also 
love uh, Cyber Monday. Same. I will Same. not lie. I mean, I'm like setting an alarm in the morning to see what's on sale. But yes, I mean, we do a combination. I have this little toy store in my town that we just absolutely like love supporting. And they have the cutest little toys that are very different from like kind of the big box ones. Yeah. So we always support them. But yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a deals girl as well. And I'm like, yeah. those Cyber Monday, they're just, there's something so exciting about it. Oh, right. About getting, you know, like, yes. Especially when there's the ones that have like the timer countdown and you know, there's only a certain amount. I'm like, I have to, I have to buy have it to, because yeah. it just, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, we would be a mess if we were sitting on the couch together trying to shop like that. Totally. We would be inducing so much panic in each other. <laughs> it's so true. They create such like a, a demand by doing that. You're like, it's like the bomb's about to go off if you don't yeah. order it. They know, they know what they're doing. They're not done. Oh no, not at all. Hey friends, I'm just going to interrupt my conversation with Danielle real quick and thank our sponsor for today's episode. It is the Health, Hope, and Inspiration podcast with Reverend Percy McRae. It was created by Cancer Treatment Centers of America to provide cancer care information and resources to the faith-based community. One of the most important things we can do for family and friends who are going through a health crisis is simply be there and to give them the gift of our presence. And they don't need help in words necessarily. They just need us to show our love and concern by being at their side when they need us. And the weekly podcast, Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae is there to encourage and lift you up. This podcast not only discusses the latest cancer care information, but also offers biblical hope and spirit-filled inspiration. Whether you're a patient or a caregiver, you'll be encouraged by the conversations with cancer patients and survivors, caregivers, and medical professionals. Just visit hhidownload.com And that's where you can subscribe to the Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And you'll receive three free downloads, cancer-fighting recipes, reducing your risk for cancer, and four things every cancer patient must do. So that's hhidownload.com. So thank you guys for sponsoring the show. And we will hop back into my conversation with Danielle Walker. Okay, so the other thing time we get to cook together is you've already released it, an episode of your like web show where you came yes. to my house. Okay, tell me the name of it again. Feeding friendships. Feeding friendships. Yep. I love it. What made you decide to do it? I mean, I just got lucky enough to be one of your friends, but what made you decide to do a web show? You know, there was a lot. Um, first of all, I'm tired of just the me standing behind a counter cooking. Uh, I think people are probably getting bored of it as well. And I'm also getting bored of it. Well, I can't imagine that is not true, but you're allowed to feel that way. Well, okay. We don't feel that way. But there's just something that is just so much more fun with, you know, the cooking with a friend is so much more fun. And yeah. we've experienced it when I, so essentially every time I would come out to Nashville and I was staying at Hill's house or at Angie's yeah. or I was with you, I ended up in the kitchen cooking with them anyways. And it's like one right. of my favorite times to just cook with, not cook for, I'm not a caterer. I don't love that. I love cooking with, and I love answering the questions that people have on the spot. And I love like somewhat of the teaching element. And I just love the conversation that happens over food. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to film this and I'm going to put it into a web series. And I have obviously, I think everybody knows this. I would love a show at some point. I'd love to do a cooking show to continue spreading the message of health and food. But 
it's, I'm like, it's a tough road. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. I'm just, that's kind of always my like mentality. I'm like, I'm not going to sit and wait for this to happen. I'm going to just, I'm going to film this. We have eight episodes for season one. Uh, and they're going to just go out on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram for now. And we'll see what happens. I've got already like another 15 of my friends guests lined up for a season two. No way. Um, it's fun. I mean, it's really, really fun. And I, I'm traveling a lot anyways, and I go and see these people. And as long as they're willing and open to open their homes to a couple cameras and to me, it's super fun to just catch it all on camera and to give people kind of a little bit of a peek into those friendships. So, and, you know, I mean, in terms of the, the name of it and I just, you know this, but a lot of my friends have come through social media, which is like, you know, we all know it's a double-edged sword, but it's been kind of a huge blessing to me too over the last few years because I wouldn't have met all of you in Nashville and, you know, some of my best friends who I've really been able to connect with, but it's hard because we're apart and we're not in the same city. And so um, I just feel like that time in the kitchen and sitting together around a table is kind of the time to really catch up and get to hear about each other's lives. And um, it's just fun that we get to kind of give people a little bit of a, a peek into that. And it was so fun because when we did my episode, it was the two days after <laughs> I moved into my new house. Yeah, I had no furniture, which made it really helpful for your camera crew. So, <laughs> yeah, they had plenty of space. <laughs> they had tons of space to work with. And I love what you're doing. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what you did for me is you're asking people kind of a kitchen problem they have and you're solving it. Yeah, that's kind of the way it's turned out. It wasn't really what I originally anticipated it being, but that's when I've, you know, been been chatting back and forth with whoever I'm visiting and just kind of saying like, hey, what do you want to make? Um, for the most part, it has ended up being kind of like, a, hey, this is a, a problem I'm running into, or this is what I feel like I could, you know, do better at or yeah. So, you know, for you, those kind of easy morning breakfast that still went on in line with your new, more vegan esque lifestyle. Uh, and there's, you know, somebody wanted help packing school lunches that were healthier and somebody wanted something that they could make that would be healthy for dinner, but easy and also kind of like please all three of their kids. So yeah, it's kind of been almost like, Hey, here's a little problem I have and let me help you solve it. And you did because you, uh, we won't spoil it because I want people to go watch it, but you brought, and the other thing you're doing that no one knew you were doing, but no wonder 15 people have lined up <laughs> because not only do you help us solve the problem, you gave me the Vitamix that helped me solve the problem, <laughs> which has been such a game changer because now I have that breakfast all the Yay. time because you taught me how to make it and you gave me what I needed to make it. And it was actually so much easier than I thought it was going to be. Well, I'm glad. And yeah, so um, that kind of came from, well, you you all taught me something. I think when you and Ange came and stayed with me, or I don't remember where it uh -huh. all started, but the people of the South love to give a hostess gift. And I'm from California oh, sure. and apparently we're rude here. Uh, and I never knew, I never knew, <laughs> I never knew about that. And I was like, I remember somebody, yeah, you guys came to stay with me or something. And I'm like, why are you bringing me a gift? Like you just flew across the country to come stay with me. But uh, I think I'm like, that is such a nice gesture. And so I figured, hey, we're invading your space. We're bringing in camera crews. You are putting your kitchen on TV. And so I'm going to give you a gift. And I started thinking like, this would be really great to tie it into whatever that problem is. And so everybody gets something different. Uh, and it's, you know, something that like I think of in advance that just feels like it would really elevate their kitchen experience. Uh, and then the fun thing is that we're giving away whatever I give to the, uh, to my guest on the show to the audience that watches. So at one person. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So one person has a chance to win that, you know, whatever I give you. You're brilliant. 
That's a great Gotta keep idea. it fair. Gotta keep it fair. I feel bad. Yeah, that's right. That's fair. And how many episodes are in this first season? So there's eight in the first season. Um, okay. At least as of now. I mean, we could always tack on a few, but yeah, I kind of, I've stopped filming right now because I'm getting ready to launch this book and go out on tour. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm, I'm hoping to start. I haven't even filmed season two yet. I just have lots of friends who said they've done it, though they'll, 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 they'll do it. So we'll get there. Yeah. I love it. I thought it was super fun and so helpful in so many ways. And we're going to get pushback for one tiny thing because we said it was vegan and then we used collagen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not like 100% vegan, you know, and so my brain, I wasn't thinking, well, Anna, we, we edited it in a way that it was okay. But, um, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, I mean, yeah, they're the people who are vegan, 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 100%. It's like they would might, they might, they would definitely have been offended by, we, we tried to put some collagen in to give you some extra protein. Cause that's been my more, my worry in the mornings has been protein. Cause I'm not totally loving eggs and currently, and I'm not eating meat. So Right. Well, yeah. So, I mean, there are definitely some protein options that are vegan, but the collagen I think is just super, it's just really good for your immune system and your gut. And so we threw that into your smoothie, but of course it is optional. <laughs> yeah, it's totally optional. Everyone don't panic. Yeah. <laughs> the other exciting thing, Danielle, that I am like, I'm like, what next? What next? There's a lot. We're, we're getting to spend a lot of time together. Yes, I know this is like what, the, what our friends listening don't realize is this is like what we do on the phone or on Voxer or when we're sitting in the same room, we're like, okay. And we also need to talk about, and we also need to talk about, um, we're going on tour together next year. Yeah. I mean, so, okay. So what is this now? We've got, we've got my tour. We've got the show. So you're coming here in November. I see you every month for the next six months. Pretty fantastic. That's awesome. I know. I love, I love that. It. But we're going to, in the end of, let's see, March 28th through the 31st, and then April 4th through the 7th, we're going yes. to Merida, Georgia, my hometown. Yes. Elizabethtown, Kentucky, Nashville, Tennessee, where I live. Winston-Salem, North Carolina, Birmingham, Alabama, Little Rock, Arkansas, Tyler, Texas, and Austin, Texas. Amazing. You and me and Angie Smith. Yes, we I, are. I'm just, we're going to have the best time. We are going to have so much fun. It's going to be such a fun night for everybody. And of course, our time on the bus is going to be, I, I mean, I don't even know what to expect. I know. You've never lived on a bus, have you? No, I've never lived on a bus. Oh my gosh. It's such a thing. Let me tell you the first thing you need to know about living on a bus. They're so cold. Yeah. Okay. I got yes. slippers. You in a need robe. to bring an extra blanket and bring your own pillow because they get really cold. At Here's night. my my biggest concern. I get car sick. I am really hoping that with sleeping and with a big huge bus that doesn't feel quite as much like a car that I'm going to be okay. But I might be hanging out with the driver up front in that little jump seat. Uh, you, I don't think you will. I well, actually. I guess I have friends who have gotten car sick that have lived on buses, but it really does stop feeling like it's moving yeah. pretty quickly. Well, and we're driving through the night, which I think that usually yes. darkness is better anyways for me when I... And it like rocks you to sleep. Daniel. Totally. It's going to be so well, good. I sure hope so. Because if not, it's going <laughs> to... If not, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to jump on a plane. I'll see you guys in the next Yeah. Week. Oh my gosh. What if you were that bougie where you just took a plane everywhere? Like, eh, I'll just meet you guys there. I'm going to fly I mean, it's gonna from... It takes like double the amount of time where the, the states we're traveling Seriously. to are so close to each other, the cities. So uh, it would be terrible if I had to go do that because it's not like I'm flying private or anything. I'd be going through the full on like airplane. Yeah. I mean, you guys would get there like hours before me and I'd be. Right. Yeah. Because even like when we go from Marietta to Elizabethtown, Kentucky, right. that's probably a six hour drive yeah. that will maybe in a bus, it'll be seven, but like we'll wake up in the city. I know. And then get ready for the show. Which I'm super excited about because not only are we getting to 
all spend a ton of time together, which we always wish for more of. But uh, I've never been to like three quarters of these cities that we're going to, let alone the state. Yeah, I was about to say, you've never even been to Arkansas, No, right? I've never been to Arkansas. I've never been to Kentucky. I've never been uh, to, wait, I'm like, have I been? In, I've been in North Carolina, but just briefly, because Ryan, Summer Ryan, my husband's family lives there. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be a new experience for me for a lot of those. So that's fun. So Okay, like, so we're going to, I'm going to ask a question now that we may regret asking. You can cut it out, but, can't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, but we won't know until we start getting responses, whether we're like, that was too much. I want people in the cities where we're going to tell us where you and I yes. should eat. Angie will eat anything. If it comes in a box, if it's brown, Angie will eat it. Like she doesn't care. No. She has no rules for her life. She's tiny and she just eats everything <laughs> processed and she's fine. And so she just handles it. Her body handles it in a beautiful little she way. She does. It's true. Mine does not. Nope. And yours does not. Nope. So what kind of restaurant do we want people to suggest for us? Like, I guess we'll get places in time for lunch every day. Yes. So do we want like the best lunches in every city? Yeah, lunch. I think I think the best lunches in every city and I think like kind of like farm to table type of places. Yeah. Like don't tell me you're like sandwich shop that has a good salad because I promise you I'm not spending two weeks of my life eating salad <laughs> no, every day for lunch. No, exactly. Yeah. Like I want, I want, I want something that you're kind of known for in those cities that's a little different. Um, but yeah, that's not just a, a that is dairy free and gluten free. Though you can eat dairy, but I don't I eat dairy uh, out very much. Does that make sense? Like right. I, I, I right. do it in my own home because I know the quality of the kind that I'm buying and that I can tolerate it. But I don't, I don't eat it right. out very often. So okay, so we need a dairy-free, gluten-free restaurant or menu item that is super unique to your yes. town in one of the cities we're coming to on the Come to the Table tour, so that we can eat awesome local food, especially in like Arkansas and North Carolina where you've never been in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what I wish we could eat in Elizabethtown, Kentucky is like fried chicken and mashed potatoes. <laughs> That's the business, but that ain't going to yeah. happen for either of us, for our bodies. If we're going to, the other problem is I could eat like that on like a Thursday night when I have the weekend off and it doesn't matter what my right. body does. But when we're speaking you know, eight times in 12 nights. <laughs> I ain't allowed to eat like I was going to say, <laughs> I ain't going to go over I won't, be able to, I won't be able to run off the stage to go find a bathroom. So <laughs> no, no, it won't be worth it. It won't be worth it. So, oh, but I think it's going to be so fun. And people can go come to the table tour.com yep. is where the tickets are. But a couple of cities are, are coming close to being out of yeah. tickets. So yeah, it's getting, it's going to be so fun. What made you say yes to doing this? mostly you guys. No. <laughs> um, there were a few reasons. I think, I mean, you know, I haven't had a chance as much to share some of the faith kind of side of my whole health journey. So that was part of it. Yeah. Um, of just wanting to be able to share a little bit more about that and just seeing a really like a major need in kind of the faith space about taking care of your body and really wanting to be able to speak into that. So that was part of it. Um, and I mean, you can't say no to your two best friends on a bus for two weeks. Right. So it was a, I almost remember, I almost said no, cause I was feeling stressed out about it. I was like, I've got so much going on. I don't right. know if I can do it. And then I was like, I can't, I cannot right. say no to this. I have to do this. So I think it's gonna be really fun. I mean, I, but I also love like my Enneagram sevenness. I love all my friends being trapped on a bus together. Like that's kind of the dream come true. I mean, I agree. I feel like, you know, I mean, yeah, when we're, when I'm out there, it's usually quick and there's lots of things going on. And I think it's going to be just, it's just going to be such a good time to have good conversation. And just, I mean, we've all known each other for years and I feel like we know each other really well, but we also don't, I especially don't get like the day-to-day -day 
knowing of you right. guys. So I'm either going to come out of it really loving you more like a sister or never wanting to come out oh of my gosh. Nashville again. Or, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Or like this was the end. And I'm really <laughs> glad that, <laughs> that we knew each other. And I really wish you all the best and good luck with all the things but I'm out of your life forever. <laughs> oh, that made me so sad. I'll, if you start feeling that, tell me first. I will. Then I'll start jumping on a plane and meeting you guys in the cities because I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, let me, let me attempt to control my behavior before you just leave, <laughs> if you don't mind. No, it's going to be amazing. I wish you would. I'm very excited. That's going to be super fun. Okay, so you know the last question we always ask because I know you've got a call coming up in just a few minutes. So um, you're working hard. Um, the last question we always ask is, what sounds fun to you? But answer with a Thanksgiving kind of answer. What sounds fun to you about the start of the holiday season? I never can come up with this answer just easily. And you want to know the first, you want to know the very first thing that popped into my brain. I'm just going to sure tell you because it's I, I don't know why it's been on my brain. Did you ever play the game Spoons? Yeah, the card game? Yes. Yeah. But my so like my oldest son is finally kind of old enough to do those things that I remember doing as a kid and for some reason like the last few days I'm like I can't wait for the holidays so when my ni- like my niece and nephew are here and all the aunts and uncles we can like teach them those old school games. So I guess that's kind of what I'm looking forward to is just kind of all my family together. And getting to kind of go down memory lane and do some of that stuff. Because that's usually, I mean, I have a brother and a sister and everybody's have has kids now. And so I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, I would also say I have two trips to Nashville planned between now and Christmas. And I just love being out there and it's my home away from home. So that's probably the other thing um, that sounds the most fun right now is just coming out there. We're going to try to do like all the Christmas things. Uh, we're seeing White Christmas on stage and we're going to go. Oh, yeah. I do want to go with you, by the Wait. way. Wait. I, I have to get to you on a you podcast to get you to answer my voice text. I know. You have to get me recorded to answer. Danielle, I would like to go now with you. Now people are seeing the White kind Christmas. of friendship we have. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kept meaning to respond to that one question. I kept not doing it. I was like, you are a monster. Answer her. But yeah, but that's the I think I'm. that sounds fun. Everything. I love Christmas. Yeah. So everything Christmas related and family related it's just what I look forward to the most. And especially because I'm about to Dude, have, I put up my tree last night. I saw it in your picture. I'm dying to put up a tree. So in California, we, and especially because my husband is like a stickler for real trees. And so I don't, we grew up in Colorado always having a fake one. And so we got to put it up early because you weren't worrying about it drying out. And he's like, we can't put it up yet. It's going to, you know, like we can't go get, well, first of all, nobody's selling them yet. But um, I need to get a big fake one just so that I can have a tree up because I'm so jealous of starting. I'm starting to see people put theirs up and I'm like, I got to have this up. I got to. That was it. It's mine's fake. I love that because you can put it up anytime. Ryan's like, what's the point of having a tree when you can't smell it? And I'm like, there is a plug-in for that. You, <laughs> There's a way. Yeah, There's I have a candles. spruce candle. I have candles. Yeah, that's exactly right. I have oils uh, before the Young Living and doTERRA people get angry. I also have oils of Christmas. Yes, yes. I have candles of Christmas. I have all the things. Yeah, I just decided, a friend of mine, my friend Heather said that you feel the most at home once you've had a Christmas somewhere. Like that's mm. like a marking of feeling at home. And I was place. like, yeah. And I was really ready to feel at home. Absolutely. Where'd you put it? So I can envision it. Okay. So when you walk in and you know, the dining room's right there on the right and the living room's right there on the left and the doors that go out to the patio, Yep. I put it right there in the corner. Okay. At, like, like 
right like you were going out the patio. Where all of your boxes were stacked up and we stayed. For sure. Just for all the viewers of Feeding Friendships, that was not your front door that I was coming in. It was actually your patio door because I scaled it like Spider-Man and knocked on your door. (laughs) It's a little Easter egg for everyone that you did not actually come in my front door. You came in my patio That's the magic of television. (laughs) That's right. I love it. That's so fun. Okay. One last, I know I said last question was a fun question, but I just have to say, tell me one more thing we don't know about... Um, Thanksgiving that we need to know while we're getting ready? I know I mentioned it earlier and I kind of just casually said it, but I really don't feel like everybody knows the magic of a brine. I honestly think it will take your turkey to the next level and you won't have a dried out turkey. It's not that hard to do. You just do have to have like, you have to have it in there for two days or so before Thanksgiving. So that's the only thing. Like make sure you defrost your turkey. You're okay. listening to this so on Monday. The day. There on you go. Monday. So get it in yep. the brine like tomorrow. <laughs> okay, good. Get it out of the freezer yesterday. But, yeah, or today. you do need to get it out of the freezer yeah. yesterday, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, you can, there's, there, look online. There's some ways if you need to like do a little bit more of a quick defrost, you can. But yeah, I do. I think it just makes it so much better. Don't be intimidated by the long list because it's mostly like herbs and salt. Um, but it it just locks in all the moisture of a turkey and it's just so good. And don't cook it in a bag. Don't cook it in don't a bag. Don't cook it in a just bag. Let it be. Yep. Just let it be. Okay. I love it. Thank you, Danielle. I love you. Thanks, Thanks for, for doing this for me. us. Of course. There's no one else I'd rather have the uh, Thanksgiving week because when you think of who you're thankful for, you're one of the top ones in my life for real. So same. I'm super thankful for you. And I'm I'm so glad that we get to get sick of each other for the next six months. Because oh, it's going to be the best. Nothing better. We're going to come out. We're going to, by the end of spring, we're going to be like, I'm not done with you yet. Uh-uh. And it'll feel so good. No. Okay, friends, make a note to yourself when Black Friday starts to make sure you grab Danielle's new cookbook. At least pre-order it because it comes out December 4th. If you have any friends that are gluten-free, dairy-free, or just trying to eat a little bit more grain-free and healthier, make sure you grab that for Christmas. It's such an easy gift, and she is amazing. And the cover is adorable. I mean, I know she's one of my best friends, but she absolutely looks just gorgeous on the cover. And so... I love Danielle. So I hope you'll grab her cookbook. Make sure you follow her all over the place and tell her happy Thanksgiving and thanks for her tips. And if you want to go ahead and grab her celebrations cookbook, they will help you with some of the Thanksgiving things. You can always download the Kindle version if you need to like come up with a recipe for Thursday (laughs) and you need one of hers and Amazon can't get it to you in time. Definitely do that. Also remember, as she mentioned, and we'll put this in the show notes, that there is a schedule on her website that'll help you make sure you get everything ready in time for Thanksgiving. That is like an incredibly helpful tip. And also in the show notes, that'll be below this in all the ways you listen to podcasts, as well as on my blog, AnnieFDowns.com slash blog. We will have this show linked there and it'll have all the recipes she mentioned, all the websites she mentioned, and our episode of her show feeding friendships and you you're just gonna love it we make a great breakfast you're gonna want to try it it is so good so i hope you guys have a great thanksgiving week man i am thankful for you i am so uh, yeah i'm just without words thankful for you so thank you so much for being dear friends i love getting to hear back from you after an episode i love seeing you in airports and restaurants and around the country and you saying hi and saying that we're already friends it just means the world to me i think think we are too so thanks so much when i am uh hanging out with my family and friends on thursday i will be grateful for you so go out and have a great week remember no show on thursday but we will be back on monday kicking off that christmas party go out and do something that sounds fun to you and happy thanksgiving we will see you on monday